0: Is it just me or are these interviews just getting better and better? I don't know about you, but I just love hearing other people's story. It just makes me feel real. I'm like, damn, I really am not alone in this journey. So I hope you guys are loving this because I know I sure as hell am. It's really such an honor to be able to ask these questions to these women and dig deep and really find out so much about their stories. Because you'll see that it's not always easy and it takes a hell of a lot of experimenting. But the one common theme that you will definitely see is that everyone thinks that it is so fucking worth it to put in the work to becoming the best version of yourself, to becoming strong physically, mentally, and emotionally. And remembering that you are beautifully built inside and out. You were blessed with the body you were born with and now it's your turn to embrace the shit out of that and wake up feeling proud of your body every single day. Starting this episode off spitting fire this morning because Melissa, our guest, is incredible. She is from Canada and I just can't even get over her story. This girl has dabbled in a little bit of everything and she is so incredibly knowledgeable. So pay so much attention during this episode because anyone will be able to relate to one stage of her transition. So I hope you guys really enjoy. Make sure to connect with Miss Melissa on Instagram. You're going to absolutely love her, not to mention she's an absolute bombshell. So make sure to follow her. I hope you guys really enjoy the episode. Melissa, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah. I love that we're both Melissa too. That's (laughs)
1: so I love it. It's just meant to be.
0: It's totally meant to be. So welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: So I am a nutrition coach residing in Saskatchewan. So if you're not familiar with Canadian geography. Yeah, I'm not, fill me in. (laughs) um, So I would compare our province to be most like uh, North Dakota. Okay. In fact, like I am about an hour away from the North Dakota border even. Like it's very like laid back, um, nothing really going on. Um, like I know California is like very fitnessy and stuff, but that is, it's almost like we're behind a little bit here. (laughs) Um, so it's, it's really interesting. Um, what a cool I, What a cool
0: place for you to be a coach then you can be introducing all of these new concepts to the community. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. So there's definitely room for growth here. That's for cool. sure. That's exciting. <laughs> and I mean, like I, as a child, I had been in a lot of sports, so I had always been like a really lean, muscular kid. Hmm. But then when I entered into college, of course, I didn't have all that physical activity anymore. Yeah. Because I was like, Working full time and Mm -hmm. paying for college and stuff. And of course, like college party days, right? Yeah. So yeah, the
0: real world starts catching up to you.
1: Yeah. Like I remember reading in fitness magazines about freshman 15, but mine was more like freshman 20 or 30-ish. That was Um, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, like I it was terrible, right? So like by the end of college, I like had to keep buying bigger clothes and bigger clothes. And so in a like, as a way to, like, negate that, I decided, like, I was going to hit the gym, and the only thing that I really knew how to do was turn on the treadmill, and I was too scared (laughs) to even, like, try lifting weights or doing anything like that. And I honestly thought that if I even touched a weight, I would get really masculine looking.
0: Oh my gosh. How many people can relate? Seriously. God,
1: like I wish I could go back in time and like slap myself, Yeah, but I literally thought that I was just going to balloon if I even touched a weight. So like yeah. I was like a hardcore Cardio bunny, like doing an hour of cardio or whatever. And I ended up falling into like this restrict and binge cycle where I would be Mm. like really like clean eating and only eating vegetables pretty much from like Monday to Thursday. And then by the time Friday would hit, I'd be like, screw this. I can't do this anymore. And I would have like a cheat weekend Mm. and just go out with my friends and just eat like everything in sight. Yeah. And so I did that for like three years. And at that time, my sister, she was 16 and she was actually prepping with a bodybuilding coach and she was eventually going to compete. Hmm. And all of a sudden she had went from like being, she had always been the bigger sister and all of a sudden she got really lean, really quick. Oh, wow. So was she getting better results than you were? Like insane. <gasps> like to the point where she was like putting on my pants and they were like way bigger on her.
0: Oh my and I'm like
1: I'm like, no, this is not acceptable. You were so you're like, wow, I must, I must
0: not be doing something right here.
1: Exactly. So finally I'm like, please help me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. So she kind of like took me, and I'm the older sister. Yeah, wow.
0: Mine. That took some courage, some courage on your part to ask for help.
1: <laughs> yes, because like we're so competitive with each other. So <laughs> she ended up taking me through and showing me how to use some of the different machines in the gym. And, but I was still in that eating pattern though, right? Like binging on the weekend and being like really strict throughout the week. So I wasn't seeing the results that she was because she was super consistent with her diet. Right. Gosh, it's so easy to fall into that, isn't it? Cause you're like, oh,
0: well, you know, I was really good all week and that's then the weekend comes around and you feel like you can almost like reward yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I just was like, well, you know what? It's just one day. Right. Yeah, Yeah. But the thing was, it was actually three days out of seven. So yeah. it really added up.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy. Finally, the mind plays some crazy games on us.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what you'll tell yourself yeah. to kind of get what you want in that yeah. moment. Right. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> God. So like, finally I was like, Kate, enough's enough. Like I cannot do this anymore. So I ended up calling, uh, reaching out to a bodybuilding coach and it was way out of like my price range of what I could afford. Cause I had just gotten out of college I was still living at home with my mom and I was saving up for a down payment on a house. And I was like, I don't have a ton of extra cash floating around. So I literally just put the entire coaching package on my credit card, maxed it wow. out. Wow! I was like, I have to do this. Like I can't, I don't care that I now owe Visa like $2,500. I just need to do this.
0: Oh my and- gosh. Good for you. Talk <laughs> about taking a serious risk and just trusting the process. Wow.
1: Good for you. Yes. Yeah. So I just, I was like, screw it. I did it. And I mean, it was like a, a grind of a prep too, right? Like it was like that typical like chicken and rice diet.
0: Oh, and,
1: yep. <laughs> and like, I literally went from like drinking and partying and eating like crap three days out of the week to like only being allowed to eat six ounces of chicken breast and 10 cups of broccoli all day. Wow. So, so you went like cold turkey? Yeah. Like it was like a. Um, in the beginning he said, oh, you can keep your fruit for now, but that might not happen in a few weeks it depends on how your progress goes and i'm like what like i thought fruit was good for you yeah, and so what an
0: adjustment wow <laughs> yeah
1: like it was a complete 180 and so i ended up i did make it to stage and from there i ended up like like 2 days before my very first fitness show my dad had actually passed away in a like as a result of his injuries from a motorcycle accident oh no And like, I had put in so much. This was all at the same time? Yes. Like literally, like I'm carb depleted, right? It's peak week. I am being dehydrated for my show. And days before my show, he ended up passing away. Oh, Melissa, that's so challenging. Yes. And there was like a point where I was gonna, like I messaged my coach and I said, I don't know if I'm gonna compete this weekend because my dad just passed away. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, just let me know. And I was sitting there and I was thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? This prep has been such a grind and I have worked so hard for this. I'm still going to go. So I'm glad I did because I literally would have regretted it for the rest of my life if I hadn't went. So I competed. And then from there, like, I just was like addicted to like, the stage. Right. And like, part of it was like, Mm -hmm. I love the bug. (laughs) Yeah. Like they say, Oh yeah, you do it once and then you'll do it again. And I remember (laughs) being like four weeks out and I'm like, who the hell would ever want to do this again? (laughs) That's how I was. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was like dying and I'm like, you know what? I'm never doing this again. I'm just going to get this show over with. But literally two days after the first show, I was already like researching when the next shows in the area were coming up. And from that, I ended up being like, I ended up doing like 10 shows in three years or something. Oh my gosh. Like wow. I know. I know. And that ended up like, of course, it's not smart to compete that much. I definitely don't recommend that because like, you just like your body isn't recovering and you're so depleted of nutrients. Like, it's just, it's not a good time. Yeah. So like, I'm sure. Did you, how did you feel? I, you know, it's funny because at the time I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. It's great. It's great. But like I was getting these weird injuries coming up and just ignoring them because I had a deadline to reach. And, you know, you go into the chiropractor and you can hardly walk when you go in there. And then I literally looked my chiropractor in the eyes. The one day I had to be lifted on his table and needed help getting my shoes on. And I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Because tonight is back day.
0: Oh, no. And and he's like,
1: what is wrong with you? Right? Yeah. You were just so focused. Yeah, like at that point, like once you've competed so many times, it's almost like it went from being like a fun hobby to like an addiction. Yeah. And I think the reason why I had done so many shows is because like after you come off prep, you don't really know how to like eat normal and be a normal human being. Um because like I was given a meal plan, so I was kind of taught like okay, anything that's not chicken and broccoli isn't allowed, right? So like even to like have whole eggs or a piece of fruit it almost caused like stress in my life because I'm like, oh, like, I don't know if I should be eating this. What if I gain all my weight back? And so that actually ended up, I transitioned out of bodybuilding and joined powerlifting. And that was just like a breath of fresh air once I had made that transition because now you're not being judged on how you look or who your coach is, or who your sponsors are. The judging is so black and white. Like you either Mm. lifted more than the girl in your weight class or you didn't. Yeah. So much more on your performance now. Yes. Yeah. And then like joining these power lifters was such like a mind shift because like I kept asking them, like, what do you eat? What's your nutrition? Do you track your macros? And like none of these people track their food at all. And I'm like, what? and yeah, some like of them so, looked, so much um,
0: more like freedom freedom yeah. of food versus yeah it's crazy the anxiety that people can get surrounding food
1: yeah like like you think when you're prepping like it's really difficult to travel um even going to like family events like you i felt like i had to bring my tupperware to easter or christmas dinner which is kind of ridiculous when you think of it now but at that time you're like no this is just what i have to do So, like, going from that to powerlifting was just an incredible, like, learning experience because then I learned, like, you don't actually have to be crazy around your food in order to, like, maintain a healthy-looking body. You can kind of relax a little bit. And uh, so I went from, like, strict bro dieting to, like, strictly tracking my macros and being, like, really anal about hitting my targets to, like, now I've been just eating intuitively for, like, a year and a half and i literally feel so free like i honestly can't even imagine pulling a food scale out ever again now
0: wow i love how you just you've really dabbled in a little bit of everything and yeah I i think it's so cool because when you have all of those experiences that's how you really truly learn what what works best for you and and how your body actually
1: functions yeah and i mean the last two bodybuilding competitions i did I knew that like, it just wasn't serving me anymore because those last two shows, I didn't actually have fun even oh. on stage and at the show. Wow. And I'm like, the, this isn't like, this doesn't make me happy anymore. Like mm. this isn't lighting me up anymore. Yeah. And, and I didn't even love the process. Right.
0: Mm. So I'm like, what
1: am I doing this for? But then when I had went to powerlifting, like the environment is insane. Like these meets, it doesn't matter if it's a competitor in your weight class when you're lifting, like the whole crowd and all the athletes are like screaming and cheering for you because they want you to lift the weight and be successful. Oh, wow. How badass. What a cool feeling. Yes. Whereas like bodybuilding, I almost feel like you walk on stage and like people are like leaning in and whispering and no, I don't think that like your yeah. hamstrings are this mm-hmm. or, and then you, you're like your fellow competitors, even if you are friends, they're honestly like secretly hoping that you fall on stage, (laughs) right? Because (laughs) they want, they want first place. But I felt like powerlifting was just a completely different atmosphere. Like everybody was so like encouraging and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that I tried this because this lights me up a little bit more than bodybuilding. So that's
0: awesome. I, I love that you had the courage to just try too. Like, how did you? How did you break through? Like anything that was kind of holding you back or, or making you like fearful? How did you just get through that and actually give it a
1: try? I was seriously so scared because, like, I had never bench pressed before because yeah. a bikini competitor doesn't need pecs. Yeah, and I would never done like a one rep max because, yeah. I mean, like, what do you need that for for a bikini? Nope. Nobody cares what your one rep max is for deadlift when you're standing on stage. And so I finally, I was like, you know what? I had no idea what I was doing when it came to like training for powerlifting. I had seen that the coach in our town had several athletes go on to nationals and set records and stuff and do really well. So I actually just like found out what his email was from the people at the gym, messaged him and said, Hey, I am a bodybuilder completely out of my element, but I really want to try powerlifting. And I was like, yes, I squat and deadlift, but please just treat me like I'm an idiot and like, I don't know anything. <laughs> and so like the first day I, like my goal was to squat double my body weight and, or to squat 200 pounds, sorry, because like that was my end goal. Wow. And literally the first day, just him like adjusting technique and just being there to spot me. I managed to get it in the first day. Oh my gosh. But like, I know that I would have never, ever been able to do that on my own, right? Cause you you must have left that. there so empowered. I felt unreal. I'm like, yes. this is amazing. Like this, like, I actually feel like I'm good at this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think if I would have tried to do it on my own, I would have either injured myself or just given up. So it just took the, I'm like, I just have to call this guy and just, the, if the first day I hate it, then I'll I'll decide whether or not I want to pursue this. But the first day was just so good that I'm like, okay, I want to keep doing this. <laughs> I love how
0: you said that it, it, you felt like you were good at something because that's actually why I got into weightlifting in the first place is because I felt like I wasn't good at anything. And then all of a sudden it was finally this opportunity where I was seeing myself improve and it just gave me purpose again. So I loved
1: how you just mentioned that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, like, I wouldn't go and play like golf because I'm terrible at it and it just makes me mad. And it's not something like, it doesn't make me want to keep going back. But I think once you like feel really good the first few times doing it, you're like, yeah, like I can keep going and doing this as opposed to like, Oh, I have to get my workout in today. And you're like dragging yourself to the gym. Yeah, Um, that's not and fun. then I, and it like even lifting that kind of weight for like I don't know. I just wish that women could see how strong they actually are because mm-hmm. like comparing powerlifting training to bodybuilding like there was times when you had to do two a days for cardio and you're going for like an hour and you literally drag your ass out of the gym after and you feel defeated because you've literally just like killed yourself for yeah. 2 hours. Mm-hmm. But like when you powerlift and you are always beating your personal best You never really walk out of the gym feeling defeated you feel like empowered like wow i'm so badass i can't believe i did that
0: Yeah, seriously (laughs) when you're like lifting more weight than the guy next to you what a badass feeling
1: (laughs) yes like it is the best feeling in the world like there is none of this oh i don't want to get my workout in today you want to go because you're like i wonder how much stronger i am today Mm mm-hmm So how did your diet
0: change nutritionally? Because I know when you're powerlifting, you need those
1: calories in order to see that strength improve. Oh my God. I literally, I can't believe how much I was able to eat and like even being behind the scenes at a powerlifting meet, the amount of food that people are eating, (laughs) it's hilarious because you need, you need another
0: job to afford it.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I mean, I went from like tracking like a psycho, like having to hit my targets dead on to like not tracking anything at all. Mm. And uh, I mean, yeah, like a week before your meet, you need to kind of make weight for your weight class, but that it's only a week of your life. Right. And to see like what people carve up with back behind the scenes compared to like behind the scenes at a bodybuilding show, when you see like people nibbling on plain rice cakes and they just look like. The Walking Dead because they've been dehydrated for like 18 hours or more. (laughs) It was just such like a, a turnaround when it came to my diet.
0: I was laughing too. Cause I, I have a few friends that are power lifters and just chatting with them and hearing, you know, I actually haven't ever tried it. I probably should. I would love to, cause I think I'd, I would be really good at it, but hearing like the sodium difference, like when you're in the bodybuilding world, yeah. fitness competition world, like you're scared of sodium. And then when you're in the powerlifting world, they're having you like consume extra sodium.
1: Yeah. it It was such a mind blowing thing. Cause like, of course, like a peak week for bodybuilding, you don't have any sodium. Yeah. And then like when you're powerlifting, you want extra sodium so that you have more fluid around your muscles so you don't hurt yourself. Yeah. And when they're like telling you to add salt to stuff and how sodium not- foods, I'm like, what is this world? Like, it's why so did I know about this? <laughs> Like I would have joined powerlifting a long time ago if I knew that's what it was like.
0: Oh my gosh. Right. That's crazy. But whatever. (laughs) I mean, I love how you just dabbled in everything because you just took so much away from everything,
1: I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, like you take, like you learn from each little thing that you do and I'm glad I'm like, I'm not unhappy that I did bodybuilding. Like I did learn so much from it and I'm glad that I had that experience. Um, but I don't know that I'd ever want to go back to that life because yeah. I don't know. I just really love food so much. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, I love the
0: idea of having abs, but I also love pizza. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> life is too short to live without
0: pizza. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so what are, tell us a little bit, what, what are some of those lessons that you think you took away from both, you know, from either the competitor life or the power lifting?
1: Well, I mean, competitor I like you've really learned about the importance of having a plan and a strategy and what happens if you veer off course or mm-hmm. what happens if you're very consistent about following that strategy. Cause I mean, if you're cheating on your prep diet all the time, you're not going to get the results that you want when you stand mm-hmm. on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're like really consistent and you show up every day and put in the work, I mean, like you're not going to get out of the gym, what you don't put in. Right. Yeah. And uh, like, it just taught me so much about being disciplined and focused because I mean, when you're prepping like that, you have to be so focused, like to the point where sometimes you can almost be tunnel visioned and like, you can apply those principles, whether that be in business or like your relationships or life. I mean, like if you're not putting in the work, you can't really expect those results for the work that you didn't do.
0: Mm, yeah. It's that um, the truth.
1: Yeah. And I mean, powerlifting too, like powerlifting, like you have to be really digit, diligent on your training program. That is everything. And I mean, you can't really skip days because everything's on a strategic timeline. Right. Yeah. And, um, but it also taught me, to like, let go of certain things. Like you don't have to micromanage your food, like the way I was with bodybuilding, right? Like it really taught me about food freedom and just using food as fuel, as opposed to being like obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, so I definitely took some incredible things from both. So I'm glad that I've done both. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure it just makes you so much more of a
0: valuable coach too, especially cause you've taken the time to really invest in coaching.
1: Yes. I mean, that like, that would be my biggest advice to anybody. I mean, don't be afraid to invest in yourself because if you're not going to invest in yourself, who, why would anybody invest in you? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, like hiring coaches is literally like a fast track or a shortcut to where you want to go. I mean, I think about the years that I literally wasted just doing the cardio bunny thing and just binging and restricting all the time. And, I'd go on Google and look up like, Oh, I think I did like the cabbage soup diet once. I yeah. do not recommend it's <laughs> like the cayenne pepper and like, oh. oh my God. Like all those things that you find on Google, yeah. I swear to God, I've tried them all and never once did it ever lead anywhere. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes all a person needs is some accountability and to mm-hmm. be like held accountable for what they're doing each week. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people have the information that they need and they know what they need to do, but they just need to be held to that, right? Yeah,
0: for sure. But like
1: that is like the biggest thing. I like I am so for investing in coaches, whether it be for like your life or business or whatever. It's so important. Yeah, I
0: still, I love it right now. I love working with coaches and I agree with you. I think it is that accountability and,
1: and just, I love being a sponge to knowledge. Yes. I mean, when I hired a business coach beforehand, I had already read articles that said, oh, you can gain clients by going on live video. Well, I already knew that, but I wouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then as soon as I hired a coach, I'm like, oh, crap, I have to do this now. <laughs> yeah, because
0: they're like looking for your live video. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's just, that is the difference. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So what do you do um, throughout your week to kind of keep yourself fired up, to keep yourself motivated, especially because you have clients that are looking to
1: you for that motivation. So what do you do for yourself? Yes. I mean, the winter here is especially hard to be motivated because like today, today it's like minus 30 degrees Celsius. (gasps) Oh my yeah. Gosh. Like, like it's cold and then it's dark until like eight 30 AM and it gets dark at about 5 PM. Right. Wow. So like, like, it's hard to be like, get up early and be excited to take on the day when it's like that. Yeah. Um, but like I find so much power in journaling. Like as yes. soon as I start my day. Yay. <laughs> yes. Like I never used to be like this, but I mean, every day I get up, I grab my journal, I have my tea, and i always write down three things that i'm grateful for because it's just really hard to be in a pissy mood yeah when you've started your day like that yeah <laughs> and like if if i am feeling like low energy or whatever i write that down like i yeah. like just i feel like getting it out on paper just kind of releases it so you're not hanging on to it yeah it's like crazy being, Yes. And I mean, I could type it, but I honestly feel like pen to paper just has yeah, a different not effect for me.
0: It's totally not the same. I don't know. It's something magical about actually physically
1: writing things down. It really sets things free. Yeah. That's I mean, true. if you write down that you have no motivation today, you literally release it and then you feel a little better. Yep. Um, and then music is seriously huge for me. Like I, if I'm feeling like I don't want to go to the gym, I literally have a playlist for lifting. I have a playlist for cardio. So I've smart. Got one. <laughs> yes, I've got one for like when I go paddle boarding or if I'm reading a book. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to not feel motivated when you have that playlist on that's like really upbeat and gets you moving. Like it's impossible to not want to move when it's playing.
0: Yeah. That's great. I love that you have individualized playlists. What a good idea. Yes.
1: Like I even have, like, if I'm feeling like not confident, I have a playlist for that.
0: Oh my gosh. What an awesome idea.
1: (laughs) Cardi B is the best for making you feel like you can have whatever you want. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So awesome.
0: So where can everyone connect with you? Because I know people are going to want to follow your
1: journey and get to know you better. Yes. So I hang out on Instagram pretty much every day and you know that. that is, yes, I love, I'm a picture person and yeah. a video person. So yeah. that is miss Hala fitness. Um, and then I also have a private Facebook community called fat loss flexibly. And I usually go in there like once a week and do live Q and A's cool. and giveaways and all kinds of stuff. Um, and I'm even like, well, this Podcast recording probably won't be out for a while, but tonight I'm doing a live on goal setting for 2019 because I'm finding that a lot of people will set a resolution and then not follow through. So I'm kind of just giving out strategies on how to follow through and kind of stick to what you said you were going to do type thing.
0: Cool. That's awesome advice. Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll definitely put the
0: links uh, to those in the show notes so everyone can scroll down and find you easily. Perfect. That would be awesome. Yeah. So, before we wrap this awesome chat up, what is one last piece of advice that you would leave everyone with?
1: Oh, okay. So, I know like a lot of listeners are probably people who are into fitness or they're wanting to like ch- change their body or be mm-hmm. healthier. Um, so, first and foremost, if you're wanting to transform your body, you need to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot hate yourself lean or hate yourself skinny when you actually love yourself it will be reflected on your plate or if you move today i mean it's really hard to reach for healthy options when you don't love yourself Mm. so you have to start from there yeah that self-love component is so
0: key and it's like i know it sounds cliche but it it's like, so does <laughs> it's it, it is cliche but seriously not enough people are talking about it because it's so true if you're just going to be in a negative state and treating yourself negative your body's just holding on to that
1: body fat it's not shedding it's not releasing anything exactly and when you're saying negative things about yourself you're probably reaching for chips and chocolate right like you yeah. don't want mm-hmm. vegetables and fruit when you're talking to yourself like that yeah. right
0: yeah and it's got do you agree that it's got like it's the way it's if you feel worthy, then that's when you're going to reach for the better things. If you're having an issue with like your self-worth and you don't feel like you're worth eating healthy, that's going to get in your way. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. You are worth it. You're on this earth for a reason.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Melissa, it's been such a great time chatting with you. Yes. This was so fun. This is honestly like the first time I've ever done a podcast. Oh my gosh. I'd never guessed that. Yes, it was so fun. (laughs) So
0: fun, right? Well, thank you, because we really appreciate hearing your story. And, you know, you had so many pieces of advice that all of the listeners are going to take away. So thanks so much for being so open
1: and authentic. Yes, and thank you so much for having me. I definitely want to do this again sometime. <laughs> yeah, of course. We'll bring you back on the show for sure. <laughs> thank
0: you. What an episode. Oh my gosh, I'm so fired up. There's so many amazing people in this world and I'm just really grateful that I'm getting the opportunity to meet so many of them. So are you like getting a little bit curious about maybe sharing your story? Or maybe you know someone who has like a really amazing, impactful story that might be wanting to share it? Because I'm really looking for you. If you want to come on the Beautifully Built Podcast, step way out of your comfort zone and record an episode with me, let me know. I'm always looking for people. It's open to anybody. Don't prejudge yourself. Don't think that your story's not good enough. Seriously, I'm going to pull so much out of you if you come on the show. So, be brave. Give it a try if you are interested. Or like I said, if you know someone who may be interested, shoot me an email and let me know why. My email address is I am beautifully built at gmail.com. So again, that is I am beautifully built at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to help you step out of your comfort zone and share your story so so many people can hear it and understand why you are such a badass. I love you guys so much. I look forward to hearing from you and I will catch you on the next episode. Mwah!